Welcome to Cannabis Investing Newsletter. I'm D.H. Taylor. Today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite stocks, Lowell Farms. This is a company that last year, they saw a lot of damage to their stress to their plants because of fires in the local region out in Salinas, California. They've had a tough time struggling through cleaning up, getting the plants back in shape, getting the facility up and running, things like this. Nonetheless, they're starting to print some solid numbers. But it's the future I want you guys to look at. Now, I made a projection on one of my videos previously, about 31.25 I called. I just did another analysis and I looked at it and honestly, I'm coming up with about the same numbers. Maybe the time frame is not quite there, but this is probably because cannabis stocks are not really getting much love. But you're looking at a company that if you break down the numbers and if you look at what's going on with this company, they're at buck 20 right now. 30 bucks, that's easy. I'll lay out this case. I'll show you. And you'll look at this and say, yeah. But that doesn't mean that the cannabis, we're going to get love in the cannabis stocks these days. We'll see how it plays out. Nonetheless, the value is there. There's going to be continually growing value with this stock. It's an excellent company, and I think they've got a lot of upside. There are two things I want to point out. Let's jump into the computer. I'll show you what I'm looking at. So you get a good idea what why I like this stock so much, why it's one of my top picks, one of the best marijuana stocks you can buy now. If this is your first time to uh, the website and the channel, I want to say thanks for stopping by. Um, I'm a value investor. I don't look at charts and say, oh, there's a breakout with a pendant and a teacup and all these silly things. That's not why stocks move. Stocks move because there's value. And I'm going to show you the value that's in this stock and the reasons why you're going to be, be able to have a quantifiable reason as to why this stock should be valued where it should be. This is what we do here. I've got about 350 different stocks that I look at. They're all cannabis stocks. I try and focus on pure play cannabis. I do Canada and U.S. and some international. There's some companies that are work operating out of, say, uh, Israel, Germany, things like this, that, or American companies with uh, uh, exposure out in those areas. After looking at 350 different companies, I can tell you some of them are excellent. A lot of them, some of them are good. A lot of them, not so much. You've got to make sure you pick the right ones. When you're looking at 350 different companies, you can get a good idea as to why. One of the things about this particular company, Low Farms, is their customer loyalty and their social media. All right, they're getting 1 million off of Instagram alone. They're getting 1 million social impressions a, a week. I have a picture of their, um, a link from their um, investor prospectus where it shows these numbers. And you can see how big their social media presence is. They get another 3 million social impressions to YouTube. Now, these are huge. Granted, something's going on with Instagram. They're starting to chop up on the um, cannabis companies. I Okay, that's too bad, but that's also just, I guess, the way it's going to be. Nonetheless, um, that social media, they're basically number one. Cookies is num actually number one, but cookies is a, um, they're a dispensary. And they're kind of all over the, the United States in various forms. This is one company out in California who has the second place slot. I'll show you the chart. But think of that through for a moment. 
What does it take to get a social media presence that big? 178,000 uh, Instagram followers. When you look at the rest of the companies up there, TrueLeave and some other ones that are in there, and you see their numbers, you realize that this is exceptional. It's noteworthy. You really got to pay attention to this. It's also key. How do you get that kind of... Um, they're either really good at social media, really good at clickbait, or people really like their product. And keep asking yourselves that. When they put this together, when they get that kind of presence, how does that play out? Here's some basics on low farms. Hello, WLF uh, here on the OTC, I believe it is. They've got about a $235 million market capitalization. Um, if you look at the OTC website, I tend to go to the OTC website to get some uh, statistical data. And the reason why is the companies have to actually report to these organizations. So the numbers tend to be pretty accurate, but I always try and look at the website, the company websites and verify, yeah, they're on track or not. Because sometimes you find some errors, often actually, unfortunately. Do not go to Yahoo Finance. Do not go... Definitely don't go to Seeking Alpha. I think those companies actually get their information from the same place, so they're both equally wrong. They are looking to do about 250,000 pounds of finished flour out of their processing plant in Salinas, California. Now, I'm looking at that, and usually yeah, close to $2,000 per pound. Um, that seems to be about going rate somewhere between 1500, 1750, 2000, somewhere there. I've seen some numbers 1752 to 2250 per pound. I'm looking at 2000, but honestly, I'm not even really looking at this. I'm looking at a reduced number and I'm looking at some other avenues that these guys have going forward. Nonetheless, their facility in California is exceptional. Um, they've got a, a huge growth facility, a processing facility. They're doing everything right there. Again, unfortunately, the local fires put some damage on there. I know a lot of people are really concerned about the local fires. Uh, you know, I hate to sound contrite, but here's the thing. Once those forests burn, it's another 25 years before they burn again. You know, but then there's one other issue that's really important, drought. And I don't want to go too far into that, but California is experiencing biblical drought levels. We'll call it that. Uh, that could have an effect. Nonetheless, this past quarter, these guys have been uh, trimming and processing more cannabis than they expected. So the drought doesn't seem to be too noteworthy just yet. Again, I want to stress the social impressions. Let's take a look at something. That came from their investor presentation. You can go to Lowell Farms, go into the investor section, and look in their investor presentation, and you can see where they rank. Uh, again, Cookies was up there, number one. You had a bunch of other ancillary companies, some smaller ones. Truly was in there, some other ones. You can kind of rewind the video if you want to not go to the website. That's fine. Uh, pause it and just kind of go through there. They're getting, according to them, they get 1 million impressions on Instagram weekly another 3 million impressions for YouTube that's huge um, it's an impression though and so an impression um, like my website alone let's say I get a hundred impressions I have about a six and a half percent click-through rate so if someone sees my videos 
cruising through their YouTube channel, out of every hundred or a thousand, I'm going to get 6.5% or six and a half or 6,500 to a thousand um, people actually clicking through. So nonetheless, that impressions is a big number. My impressions for this channel, I've been running this channel about six months. I think I'm looking at about a quarter million impressions a month, I think is what my impressions are. It's not a metric I really pay much attention to. Um, for me, YouTube really isn't, I thought YouTube was the business model. It's not, it's a billboard. The website's actually the business model. Um, so that's huge. All right. And they convert that into 178,000 Instagram followers. Again, Instagram seems like they're cracking down. I just got a, uh, the daily email from MJ Biz Daily came through and the headline article for the day was how Instagram's cracking down on um, cannabis companies. It's unfortunate. And the thing is, if every single one of these companies gets cracked down on, then every single one of these companies is on equal footing. That being said, if you got 178,000, so like for my business, really, like I don't even have Instagram, uh, but I've got my email list, you know, and I've only been running this for about six months and that email list grows more and more and more every single week. So if you've got people who are using your product, then going to Instagram, they'll equally sign up for the email newsletter. That's almost as good. So I don't really look at losing Instagram as a bad thing simply because everybody's going to be on the same footing and Lowell has the ability to click with their customers. Keep saying it. 178,000 Instagram followers. They already have an email list that I'm sure of. Actually, I have not signed up. Maybe they don't. So if you are new to my website and channel, I've got a page on here. It is by far by orders of magnitude bigger than any other page. And it is the um, company comparisons. On this particular page, what I do is I break down a hundred different companies to top, complete list of all the companies that are that are active at this moment, printing revenues, this, that, the other thing. And I don't cherry pick. These are my favorites and like this. They're all up there. You get the ability to look through these and ask the question, who's got the biggest revenue growth rate? Who's got the best gross margin, this, that, the other thing? Go to that page. There's a link down below. Click on it and compare where any stock you're looking at compares to other companies. It's really a great tool. Everybody loves it. Everybody keeps going back to that page. Lowell, where are they? 37.1% revenue growth rate quarter over quarter for Q2. That put him in number 21 spot. I just put Verano up there. And what I do is I use the same um, template on my uh, keynotes here. And what happened was because I put Lowell's numbers in there, it pushed Verano up to number 20. Because, and if you're really following my content, which I know some of you guys do, you might say, hey, wait a minute, number 21 was Verano just yesterday. You can't pull that on me. Verano just got bumped up to 20 because of this. So 37.1% quarter over quarter. These guys are going to start growing and growing fast. Start looking for these guys in the top 20 on a regular basis over the next couple quarters. Uh, revenue per share, 0 
now I was using a different number for their, their share count. I am now going to implement into this the um, uh, pro forma shares. I was using about 78 million shares. I'm going to 272 million shares. They only have a certain number of shares outstanding right now. And that's really what you should be looking at. But I'm looking into the future maybe two and a half to five years. Given that, I need to know that pro forma. The company gave me that information. I'm using it. I'm going with it. So 272 million is the shares outstanding. So this wouldn't be accurate going forward. Nonetheless, it's there at that point. Gross margins, 37.7%. Right dead smack in the middle. They, as they ramp up, you're going to see improved gross margins numbers. All right. And that's, you know, as they push more through the processing, um, it's, I'm really looking at this company into the future versus where they are exactly right now. Nonetheless, that's a solid number. Operating efficiency is 41.1%. You want to see the lowest possible number here versus gross margins. You want to see the highest possible number. For gross margins, 60 to 65%, you're, you're, you're swinging for the fences. Anything above 65%, you're swinging for the fences. Uh, fences, game seven, uh, bases loaded, you're down by three. Um, operating efficiencies, you're looking for 30 to 35%. You see sub 20 into the twenties and things like that, sub 30, that's an excellent company. And what they're doing is they're, uh, operational sales, general and administrative, the CEO salary, the sales force, things like that. Their costs are exceptionally low compared to their revenue. And whenever you're looking to ask the question, is this a good management company? You know, how do you really know if a CEO is any good? This is the metric you look at, operating efficiencies. Because if the CEO is living it up, spending money left and right, a la Canopy Growth, who has an operating efficiency of like 120% of revenue, which is ridiculous. Operating efficiency of 41.1 is solid. They'll be dipping into the 30s. They were there before. I'll show you the charts. EBITDA revenue, 4.6%. They were, their EBITDA numbers were really kind of low, uh, but they were net profitable. So we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, cash to debt ratio, uh, kind of right in the middle. Solid. They've got enough cash on hand. They don't have too much debt. This is a good number. That's the revenue picture. 15.2 uh, is a record for the quarter. Again, we they were ramping up, then the fires hit. Um, probably could have seen numbers beyond 14.1% had there not been so much, so many challenges last summer, last fall. Uh, I actually don't remember exactly what date those fires ripped through. Nonetheless, it you know really kind of paused their production. We're starting to see that ramp up and get going forward. Um, I don't see fires as a really big issue in that area drought that could be a game changer you know california it's just part of life out there gross margins as you can see they were up in the 60s pre previously should be getting there again but then the fires hit and you can see how the costs of that really affected uh production um so the 37.5 percent i think is actually kind of short We'll probably see 40s and 50% here real soon. Keep that in mind. But really, I want to project out when we look at these numbers in the future. This just kind of gives you an a area. 
As you can see, operating efficiencies, they were all the way down to 31.5 when they were firing away. Then the fires hit. They'll get there. This is a company that's run very efficiently. And this is kind of the proof that you're looking for. So EBITDA was actually negative slightly. But the company was positive net earnings. Let me show you that right now. Okay, how does that happen? Uh, EBITDA, of course, is the core business. You've got uh, its earnings before in interest, taxation, depreciation, and amortization. So you got sections of the financial statement. There's generally four sections, three that you're really looking at, two that you're really, really looking at. The top two, the first one is revenue, cost of goods. That gives you gross profits. The next section is operating expenses. You get revenue again, or you could use gross profits, uh, and then you subtract SG&A, um, DNA, things like that, and it gives you operating profits. To get to EBITDA, you remove depreciation and amortization, and you just look at the core business. All right. So the earnings before interest, taxation, depreciation, and amortization, if that's positive and expanding, then you're looking at a company that all they have to do at that point is just start scaling up because that's the core business. Now, the next section down is uh, continuing costs is what we call them, and that's where like financing costs and things like this are. If you're EBITDA negative, there's no way you can be net earnings positive except for one little thing. These guys got an insurance adjustment based on last year's fires. And so in continuing costs, you'll see other costs go in there. In this case, it was other revenues. So that's how that works out. Um, it's rare that you see those kinds of things. But if you sell a piece of property or something like that, that might go into continuing uh, operations and things like this. Um, if you sell something outside of normal course of business. So that's how they became net earnings positive. But what I want to focus on now is let's look at the future. Okay. Let's say they do $350 million in the next two and a half years. All right. And I don't know where they're going to be. They're looking at about 60 to $75 million for this, uh, for this year. They've already printed two quarters, and you're looking at about the 15 for this quarter and about another 10. So you're looking at 25. Maybe they get 25 and 25, 20 and 25, 40 coming in um, for the next two quarters. Not sure how that plays out. Um, that might get them to $90 million for the year. But let's, let's look two and a half years out. And they, they've got that facility where they have the capacity of doing 225,000 pounds. At that, at a $2,000 price, you're looking at $500 million in revenue. Four, 450, I think, is what it actually comes down to. Let's look at 350 million. Let's say in the course of the next two and a half to five years, these guys hit $350 million in revenue from California alone. This, I think, is fairly probable. We'll see. Keep in mind, their social media presence. How do you get that many people interested in your product? Your product is that good. I don't consume cannabis. I consume the financial data. 
I've got friends who live out in Southern California and have tried their products. They they rave up and down, left and right, about the packaging, let alone what's inside the package. It's that good. All right, so I'm told. I'm going to take their word for them. I know these guys are and girls are quite knowledgeable about products in that category. Not my thing. They also have a deal with AWH, all right? And I need to add this company into my website because here's a company who are in five states. Uh, I think it was Ohio, Massachusetts, um, New Jersey, Illinois, Michigan. Lowell is licensing out their products to this company to be distributed in those areas. The first place, I think, I'm pretty sure the first place is going to be Massachusetts. They're going to roll this out. They're going to scale up. All Lowell is really doing is basically, it's a licensing deal. Sure, sell our product. Package it in our packaging. Sell it in your place. Create it for us. So they have real no, really no costs, but to get 15%, of gross all right which is pretty good now from that 15 percent let's say they sell uh, 10 million all right 15 percent is 150,000 maybe they spend 50,000 advertising sales general administrative pushing it out brings it down to say 10 percent all right you're looking at five states if in these five states they are able to hit 50 million dollars that's a $250 million in a course of, say, two and a half years. Two and a half to maybe five years, three and a half, somewhere in there. But you're also looking at $350 million inside California, where they're going to get 100% of the revenue and then have the cost to, to um, incur on that, producing that. So I kind of tried to balance all that out. And I came up with a number of about $600 million for possible revenue in say two and a half years based on Lowell's licensing with AWH. 600 million in revenue, cost of goods, let's say they hit 60% gross uh, margins. They're close to that. They've been there before. Mind you, 250 million of that, they're not even paying cost of goods. That's on someone else. They're getting 15% gross. 30% uh, operating costs, Again, they've already been getting close to that. They have nominal amounts being pushed through their uh, facilities right now. Given that, they're hitting about 40% in operating efficiencies. So to hit 30%, that's not a stretch at all. Uh, continuing costs will pay another 10%. I looked at this and I said, that's about 80%. That's 20%. Let's chop it in half. Let's, let's do about 15% because keep in mind that you've got... 10% coming out of 250 million, which is 25 million. And you're looking at probably another 70 million coming out of what's coming in, in, in California in net earnings. There are 272 million shares outstanding on a pro forma basis looking forward as convertible. All right. If you look at the OTC markets, I can see 78 million or something like that. Something really small. If these guys are to hit 80 million net earnings, divide 80 over top the 272, you get an earnings per share of 29.41. Now, of course, my 80 million's kind of ballpark came out to about 30 cents. If you're using 100 times future earnings, 
Mind you, this is a company who will be growing rapidly. Just keep looking at their social media impressions and the conversion rate on that and all the people that know about their products based on social media. Their ability to connect. There's one reason why that's happening. Their product is that good. So they're going to grow. They're going to grow fast. Their agreement with AWH is probably going to continue. There may be some kind of merge going on there, so keep that in mind. AWH might be picked up by Lowell, however that works. Um, and they're probably very likely to find other partners in other states. Given that, 100 times future earnings multiple is not a stretch at all. Currently, the S&P 500 is just a touch under 40. Even if you looked at 40, average S&P 500 at 30 cents times 40, that's 12.50 right there. 12 bucks right there. This stock is trading at a buck 20, so you're looking at 10 times over the course of say two and a half, three and a half, five years. Right now with uh, low LF trading at a buck 20, considering where it could be in the future, it is significantly undervalued. That's a stock chart. If you look at MSOS, the ETF, you would say that there is this, there's love here simply because um, it's not selling off nearly as bad as the rest of the companies. And the thing is, MSOS, you know, truly have just printed some excellent numbers. They're going to exceed their $850 million guidance they gave us. They're going to exceed the $250 million in EBITDA that they gave us just two quarters ago. And their stock is selling off. So the fact that Lowe is not selling off, that to me is very positive. This is a stock I see a tremendous amount of upside potential. 30 bucks, probably going to be pretty easy, but it's going to take time. Just as this is a process for Lowell to work through the fires, build up their businesses, you know, partner up with AWH and get all those businesses built up over the course of many quarters, uh, year and a half or so, the stock price moving higher is a process as well. If you're going to get involved in this stock, you're going to want to play this for the long term because this is a company that's going to see significant appreciation in their stock price. LOWLF is going to go up a lot over a long period of time this isn't a hit and quit my name is dh taylor this is one of my favorite cannabis companies one of the best marijuana stocks you can buy now if you like my contact i want to say thanks for smashing that like button uh my numbers i've been doing this for about six months now this channel and my numbers are growing really rapidly i want to say thanks for all you for that there's an email sign up down below I'll send you out my content on a daily basis. I try and push out three to five videos per week based on, you know, and analyzing companies just like this. If that's your thing, thanks a lot for following along. We'll see you in the next video.